Are you going to Gen Con? Guess what? Jeff Reiner, Rudy Basso, and I will be there. If you want to see us, we're going to be doing a live roundtable at 5 p.m. the Friday of Gen Con. That's 5 p.m. on Friday, August 5th in the Crown Plaza in Grand Central Ballroom D. We're going to be joined by fan favorite panelists Liz Tice, Dan Dillon, and Sean Merwin. It's totally free, so get your tickets now. After the panel, join us at Rock Bottom Brewery in downtown Indianapolis near the convention center at 7 p.m. for drinks, food, and games. Then, I've got a movie I wrote, directed, and produced with my partner Jay Lechko premiering at Gen Con. Nightbirds, a six-minute-long short film that's a superhero comedy, is part of the superhero block at 7 p.m. on August 6th, the Saturday of Gen Con. That's also totally free, so go check it out and support my movie, Nightbirds. That's night with a K. Finally, I have the honor of moderating a panel at Gen Con called Digital Future of D&D 5th Edition. The SRD shakes up the landscape for D&D digital tools. Which tools will make an impact? What's on the horizon? Leading companies are going to share their visions and answer your questions. This is at 2, the Saturday of Gen Con. That's August 6th in the Crown Plaza in Grand Central Ballroom C. There's going to be people from DriveThruRPG, Sirenscape, Mesa Mundi, Smiteworks, and Lone Wolf Development, and I'm going to be leading the whole thing. It's going to be super fun. Come check it out. Come to one of those events. Meet us. It'll be really, really fun. Uh, I can't wait to see you all in Indianapolis. Hello and welcome to the D&D Roundtable on the Tome Show Podcast Network. I'm your host, James Intracasso. If you're listening for the first time, welcome to the show. If you've been here before, do me a favor. Go give us a great rating on iTunes. It helps us a bunch. It only takes 30 seconds and it is a huge boon to us. I read one five-star rating verbatim each episode and credit the person who left it. Make me say anything you want, but keep it clean, people. This is a family D&D news podcast. Here are the words of Rob Martin 3 with a review entitled, Six Stars Were Not Available. It's a long one, but a good one. So settle in. I love playing D&D. But like James Intracasso, I need help. And lots of it. The guests on all of the Tome Show podcasts give me interesting perspectives, good information, great tips, and terrific ideas for my games. Even James comes up with thoughtful nuggets, though one imagines that the staff of Tome Show writers probably come up with most of the good ideas for him. But more than anything, I like being able to listen to the Tome Show podcast on my incredibly long ride to work, a drive which takes me through the Dales of North Virginia, across the wild river rapids of the Potomac, into the vast ancient streets of District Columbia, where I slave away most of the remaining day in the salt mines of my overlords, yearning only for the time when I might escape to listen to more Tome Show on my two-hour journey back homeward to tend to Mama Albert and my little goblins. But lo, methinks I've shared too much. While I've got time to kill, others do not. 
On with the six-star podcast, James and Jacasso. Stop reading this incredibly long and tedious five-star review and get on with it, I say. Well, you know what, Rob Martin? I love the D.C. area shout-outs because I am in this area as well. You are awesome. Thank you for leaving us an amazing five-star review. And, you know, let's keep the, uh, let's keep the staff of writers a secret for now between us. We need more reviews. Go online. Take a literal minute and help us out. Please use the affiliate links on thetomeshow.com whenever you shop on Amazon or the DMs Guild to help support the show. It's super easy. Go to the Tome Show, find the banner for Amazon or for the DMs Guild, click on it, and then shop as you normally would. We get a little bit of your sale. Everybody's smooth sailing. Tome Show keeps working. It's awesome. All right, everybody. Now I am here with Hal Greenberg. Kevin Gleasing and Richard Lee Byers. We are going to talk about their awesome Kickstarter. But uh, first, why don't we go around the table and get to know each of these people? Uh, Hal Greenberg, welcome back to the roundtable. Who are you and what do you do in the world of tabletop RPGs? I've been doing tabletop RPG art directing and developing for 12, 14 years-ish now. Um, I was originally... Thunderhead Games, and then we merged with Mystic Eye Games. Uh, a bunch of weird stuff happened there, which we're more than welcome to go into detail because I've publicly said everything. Um, stopped for a couple of years, reformed as Samurai Sheepdog uh, because we wanted to do more than just games, so we didn't want games in our name, and I have a sheepdog, so it worked out perfect. Um, we wanted something like as a unique name to stand out, and since then, not only have we been re-putting out some of our old stuff, putting out some new RPG stuff, I've been dabbling in fiction and we did the awakened book in 2013 and the publisher uh could not support it any longer so we are self-publishing book two uh bigger better and stronger and i have a couple more fiction pieces coming out in addition to kevin is also part of samurai sheepdog and putting out a bunch of rpg stuff so been around for a long time uh worked with many other companies um troll lord games um total party kill games uh just to name two off the top of my head and the rpg creators relief fund which is sort of how i got connected with you in the first place that helps support rpg creators uh who make all the wonderful stuff that we love uh when they get into trouble that that is true i I apologize to everybody uh, who works with me on that um yeah it's that's a great uh thing it happened by accident i simply posted on facebook hey we're getting so many people asking for help is there a place that i could just give money every month to and then they could determine what people need and want and that everyone said no but that's a great idea why don't you do it and i ended up doing it so uh it's we've helped a, a decent amount of people uh we don't ever release the names unless they want to publicly say so but we've been able to give out a decent amount of money to people who in time of crisis have needed it and like you said and like you know uh james i mean there's not a lot of money in rpgs and fiction and stuff like that it, um it's really a labor of love and obviously you can do it full time but you're not going to be making a lot of money and you're self-employed most of the time so you don't have health insurance and that's kind of where a lot of this stemmed from awesome awesome well thank you so much for coming on the round table i can't wait to talk to you about the awakened two uh and kevin gleasing is with us as well kevin uh who are you and what do you do in the world of tabletop rpgs and fiction we should say sure no problem hi james um 
<clears throat> so yeah, as mentioned, I'm Kevin Gleason. Uh, I'm actually the RPG manager and lead designer for Samurai Sheepdog. Uh, I'm also the owner and lead designer of North Winter Press. Uh, I've been doing RPG production since about 2002. For Samurai Sheepdog, uh, I take care of organizing and putting together all of our uh, RPGs, as well as uh, writing a number of them that uh, we're starting to do now again. Um, I'm also coordinating other writers who are joining us, um, coming back out of the weeds from when we had like Mystic High Games and a few others that we've worked with over the years now. For fiction, uh, I've actually joined up with Hal and a few others for the Awakened Book One. Uh, that's where we met and started our business relationship. Um, since that time, I've uh, been able to work my way in so that we can uh, get some stories together and stuff. Uh, I actually wrote one particular story for The Awakened 2 uh, titled Change. I'm looking forward to seeing that coming out. Uh, beyond that, I've written uh, a handful of novels of my own under the pen name of Edward Larrell. Uh, soon to be updating those, by the way, with my own la with my own name, and also uh, getting them probably a more professional edit with house help. Nice, nice. So you are saying uh, that you wrote under a pen name for some time? Uh, yeah, uh, That's since about awesome. 2010, I was writing under a pen name. Um, again, Edward Larrell, and uh, I've got a series of books. Anyway, it's titled mm -hmm. The Zed Chronicles. It's uh, just a fictional world of New Medesi and a bunch of heroes that travel through it. Um, it's done pretty well over the years. Uh, I submitted it several times for the uh, Nano Remote National Novel Writers Month. Totally, totally. Well, that's awesome. It's really, really cool. I always wanted to meet a person behind a pen name, so this is really exciting for me. Uh, and uh, Richard Lee Byers is with us as well. Richard, uh, you may not need an introduction to many of the people out there. Uh, but uh, wouldn't count on that. <laughs> Why don't you tell them what you do in the world of fiction and gaming? Uh, I'm Richard Lee Byers. I've been writing uh, fiction, mainly fantasy and horror, for a few decades now. Mm -hmm. I've uh, a lot of my fiction has turned out to be tie-in fiction. Some people may know me from my uh, Forgotten Realms novels. I did a bunch of those. I'm uh, continuing to work in the the field of gaming tie-in fiction. Uh, I have a book called Black Dogs coming out from Privateer Press in September, which is uh, set in their Iron Kingdoms universe. I'm currently writing a novella based on the uh, Arkham Horror board game for Fantasy Flight Games, and I have a story in The Awakened 2. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's talk about The Awakened 2, and I think in order to do that, we should talk about The Awakened 1. Uh, and I want to tell people before we get started that uh, this interview is recorded before the Kickstarter went live, but now, as you're listening to it, the Kickstarter is live. Uh, we have a direct link to the Kickstarter over in the show notes for this episode at thetomeshow.com. You can head on over to Kickstarter directly and search for The Awakened 2. Uh, so check out the page, follow along with us while we're talking about it, if you're able to, uh, because it is a, a really, really cool project. Uh, you know, these guys were kind enough to give me an advanced copy, uh, and I was able to you know, pen through and read some of the stories. It's really, really great. Uh, but for people out there who don't know, uh, what is The Awakened? What is the, the first series of short stories? Uh, sure. Um, I, it's a world I created uh, a while ago, and I was asked to do some fiction writing for some time, and I always thought this was the world that would 
be kind of the most interesting because it's a little different than a lot of the other settings. Um, and uh, I kept saying, no, no, no. Uh, it's kind of like exercising me. I knew I couldn't do a book myself because I just didn't have somebody sitting here going 2000 words by this day. I just between work and kids and everything else. So I, I, I kept saying no. And then eventually I broke down and when I was talking to the publisher and said, Hey, if I can be, have a story and, if I can lead an anthology in the world and I would be, make sure it's all consistent and it, you know, I would take the whole realm and make sure it's all good to go. Would, would that be okay instead of me writing the entire book? And they said, that's kind of cool. And that's kind of where it started. Um, but the world of the awakened, um, I, I, you could say I've had the idea in my head since I was a youth because it's got a little flavor from uh, a series called the Horse Clan series, which I read when I was a kid and I tried rereading them now and they didn't really stand up as much as I in my head they did. So it made me sad. But um, back then, I always thought rangers are cool and animals are cool. And in this particular series, it's a post-nuclear Earth where they're kind of fantasy, but after the you know the modern Earth was destroyed and they could – speak to horses and to saber tooth tigers and that always stuck with me and especially the cover art for the horse clan series which was done by ken kelly um and that always stuck with me and then i kind of evolved it into my own you should i could say and basically somebody described that i think uh it might have been matt forbeck said it was it's basically like fantasy with superheroes um you basically if you become awakened which is a very rare event it always happens on your 19th birthday when the two moons cross which happens every month so the month of your birth um and if you are fortunate or unfortunate enough to become awakened you either get one specific sphere of power magically and it's very specific for ice wind fire uh death uh, poison decay, you know, um, it can be almost anything changing, altering your, your body. But, uh, in gaming terms, cause that's really where I come from. I also made sure that there was a mental constitution. So if you used too much magic too quickly or in a row, you could become weak, pass out, you know, uh, so they the magic people couldn't become overpowered. The other alternate awakened is you become basically, uh, attuned with a sentient animal, just one animal. It's, it's So it's not a type of animal, but it would be one particular animal of that type. And they become sentient and intelligent and you can mind speak with them and communicate with them. And, um, and so you either get one or the other power if you were chosen. Uh, and book one uh, did very well for Dark Quest books, um, uh, Dark Quest Publishing, but they were are having issues and decided not to, or we kind of broke off our relationship at this point. It's kind of been sitting with me for a little while um, in a frustrated state. Um, and then I've been fortunate enough with the team at Samurai Sheepdog, where rather than me trying to find a different publisher for it, they said, let's just do it ourselves. And that's kind of what happened with it. And, and I'm very fortunate being in the gaming industry. And I think I actually lied. I think I've been doing it for 17 years. Cause I think I've been doing it since like 99, but it just, it's been going so long. I just don't really remember. And I'm, I'm not really that old. I'm only 16. So it's weird that I've been doing it for that long. Um, but, but, um, I, I, I grew relationships with people and they had friends who were authors and they were authors. And so I was able to kind of get together a very uh, unusual grouping that worked out great for book one. And almost everyone came back for book two, a couple people 
uh, couldn't do to personal projects or full-time jobs or other kind of situations. So I was able to add some people, but uh, I've got some New York Times bestsellers in it. I've got some people who have been uh, barely published in it. It's just a very ranged uh, grouping of authors, just like the stories are very uh, diverse, which is kind of what I loved about the anthology, because it lets you see the world of The Awakened, but rather than focused on two or three characters, or even if you're George R. R. Martin and you got 15 characters, you're actually getting during each story, you're getting to know a few people very close up and very personal. And so it feels like you're kind of in that world because you're getting to visit so many people's views. Um, and if there's political intrigue, uh, there's a king who is trying to gather awakened either by convincing them or forcing them to kind of be on his side so he could try to take over more land versus the freelands who obviously are fighting back because that's not what they want. Um, and good and evil isn't really in there. Um, the king is ruthless, but you'll see some of the stories are taken from people on his side and they'll give the appearance that the freelanders are kind of ruthless. So I really wanted to make sure that it wasn't your typical trope. And, uh, and I kind of turned some things around and there's more and more stuff coming down the line that I hope we'll be able to explore that will really do uh, open people's eyes to the world of the awakened. Um, for right now, it's all on the mainland and you're only human and there is no magic items. So the only magic in the world are the people who are awakened. Everything else is normal. There are some high quality metals and woods and stuff that may give you a boost to your, you know, in, in my case, my guy has a bow and his bow can shoot a little bit further and a little bit more accurate because of the quality of the wood and such like that. But no magic uh, and no, you know, so there's really no magic users per se, but there are people who can use some magic and such like that. And uh, Kevin and Richard, are you guys new to The Awakened? Is this a, a new experience writing for you in this world? It's um, The Awakened 2 is my first uh, one. I was not in the, in the first Awakened. Uh, yeah, The uh, the Awakened 2 is also my first uh, rendezvous with this one. Um, I was actually a part of the Kickstarter for the first one, and um, I was able to follow along, and that was kind of how I got into it was, um, they offered a deal as part of the Kickstarter to do kind of a writing camp. Uh, I signed on, and having previously published my own books, I, I reached out to Hal and said, hey, instead of a writing camp, what would you think if I were to write up a story for the next one? And if you like it, you can publish it. And if not, you can give me some tips, and I can do something myself. We went on from there, and this is where we are now. Nice, nice. And how have you, both of you, found the world? Uh, have you enjoyed writing in it? Have you enjoyed, you know, playing around in Hal's world? Oh, it's absolutely wonderful. Um, so one of the cool things about it is I'm actually now able to start putting together more information from these stories in order to kind of draft the RPG uh, that we'll be working on here in the near future. Um, so then I'm able to take all of this information about all these different characters and their powers and abilities and find out how exactly that would mesh well into, for example, Pathfinder or the fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons. So I, I actually get quite the sandbox to work with in that regard. Nice, nice. And Richard, how about you? Have you enjoyed writing in the world of The Awakened? Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I mean, it's first off, it's just a cool world. I really like the uh, kind of... Uh, 
restrained approach to magic where we, you, you know, you don't have just anybody doing any crazy kind of thing, but, uh, there's still many interesting, uh, unique effects that are possible. Uh, and I got to do, uh, kind of a dark fantasy horror-ish story, which is kind of where I like to live with writing fiction a lot of the time anyway. So that was cool. Also, Hal, uh, gave me permission to, uh, kind of go off to a, a part of the continent that was less explored and, uh, kind of create my own town there and add a little bit to the world, which is a big compliment when somebody will let you do that. And I had a lot of fun doing that part of it because I I don't want to say that what I created is based on, you know, rigorously on Indian culture and mythology, because that would imply a level of research that I was probably too lazy to do. But um, it's, it's kind of India ish. And I never worked with that kind of material before. So that was a lot of fun. Why did you want to go back and and, uh, do another series of short stories in this world, Hal? There was so much more to tell. And I know me and a few of the other authors really wanted to continue our stories. And that's the other neat thing is some of the authors decided to not continue their stories and go with new characters. Some decided to continue their stories. Now, you won't be behind if you don't have book one. But if you did read book one, you can kind of go back and visit some of your favorites. And some people are new to the series and jumped right in with their characters at a great point in great areas and can keep going if we're blessed enough to have enough backing and, and you know, and, and succeed where we can do uh, more. My goal is to have, I'd like to have at least four fantasy awakened books uh, out there. Um, so, uh, you know, we, I'm just hoping we get the opportunity to do that, but it's just such a fun world. And, and the feedback I got from people, including authors, but fans too, uh, I just got a Facebook message from somebody telling me, you know, that his favorite story was fire by Rich Redman, who's also in book two. And he said, please, please tell me that he's re- he's writing for book two as well. I said, he is, he's like sold and I'm going to tell everybody to get the book too. And, you know, so it's just great to hear that. And I, of course, instantly emailed Rich and said, Hey, you got a fan. Um, not, you know, I'm sure he has multiples, but, one very loyal fan. Um, And I've had people ask about even writing for it. And that's a huge compliment when you have people read the stuff that you've created and be so into it that they want to tell their own story in your world. Um, So that's a huge compliment to all the authors from book one and book two, too. They're both unbelievable. And I I loved their stories um, much more than mine. I love my characters but there are some stories in both books that are just fantastic. Um, I'm actually going to let Kevin tell you all the guys who are involved in girls who are involved in book two. Um, nice, and that way nice. he can read off kind of the who's who. Um, and then um, I'm going to say that we're doing unbelievable. And thanks for everyone who backed us. I can't believe you've made so much money so far. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but, but yeah, Kevin, if you want to kind of read off the list of who we have uh, going for uh, round for uh for book two yeah not a problem so book two includes uh and i'm going to go in order here that we uh kind of put them all in um so we've got eric scott debay by eric scott debay clinton boomer richard lee byers tora cottrell darren drader kevin gleasing hal greenberg and ken shannon ed greenwood doug herring jolly johnson ty johnson rosemary jones Kevin Culp, Darren W. Pierce, Rick Redman, and Rye Smith. 
wow, those are some big, big names, uh, certainly that, uh, that you're putting together for this book. And a lot of them had involvement in the first book. Some of them are, are newcomers. How much can you tell me about each of your individual contributions, uh, to the awakened two? Um, what sort of teases are we allowed to give? Oh, I, there's two teaser stories available on drive through fiction right now. Uh, one is Ed Greenwood's and the other one is Kevin Culp's. Um, mm-hmm. And they're great kind of, it, it's about the first 10 pages of each of their stories. Um, as far as them giving away anything, I feel totally comfortable for them to tell you whatever they want to tell you about their stories. Um, I think it'll only intrigue people more and not ruin anything. The story is about a, uh, Poor beggar with a bad leg who, uh, when he's awakened, acquires the ability to uh, kind of detach his shadow and send it out to do things for him. And at first he uses it it's, uses it to spy for him, and then he learns that he can actually use it to uh, manipulate objects in, uh, you know, the solid objects in the world. And he starts uh, taking advantage of all that to uh, improve his lot in life. and. Uh, you know, and, and build his fortune, and it all goes well for a while. And that's about all I'll say about it. Nice, <laughs> nice. So it all goes well for a while. <laughs> all right, well, that's very intriguing. And Kevin, what about you? What's uh, what's your story like? Well, my character dies. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> actually, keep it up, uh, keep it up, and it will. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, um, so... My char- my story is about a character who is awakened to kind of a unique ability, even amongst awakened. And I can't say too much about it, but uh, he spends a lot of his time learning to use it, use the power, and eventually kind of gains some personal power of his own before everything has the chance of possibly falling down all around him. And I think without going into too much more detail, that's about as much as I'm going to be safe to say. Well, that's also another tasty tidbit. I really, really like that. Uh, and how? Yeah, sure. Mine is a continuation of the story from book one, uh, which are also the characters in the cover. And yes, maybe I'm a little selfish for doing that, but I was also the person I knew for a fact story would be in there. So it also helped because we had the covers done so far in advance. So <laughs> um, it would be good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it's a story of basically I, I have two awakened in my story at the moment um, because mine was kind of the starter story. So um, this is a continuation of the story of Tangris, which is a young uh, young man who's kind of a ranger type uh, guy. He hunts a lot. He's really a hunter and stuff who becomes awakened to a solid black lion uh, mm. and his friend, uh, Fertine, who has the power to manipulate plants and plant matter and trees and, and, and such. So uh, it's kind of their part two where they first, the first one was a, the understanding that they both got their powers and they ended up fighting um, what I'm calling the blood witch whose power is over blood. Uh, obviously pretty, I know it's pretty, <laughs> pretty much of a stretch, but uh, the, her, her story continues and their fight to search for her and, uh, try to get her uh, continues in book two. And um, because I'm 99% sure we'll have a book three, I had a, I felt a really cool kind of ending to this one, which will lead to kind of the, the conclusion in my opinion of the blood, Witch 
uh, trilogy is what I'm kind of calling it in my head. Um, but it's just really fun. And, and the powers that people have used, uh, there, we have fire, we have ice, uh, Jaylee Johnson uses ice. Uh, Tora has somebody who has the power of fire, but then we also have somebody like Doug Herring who used, um, the power to become almost unseen. Uh, mm-hmm. um, so his, he will, he, you couldn't describe him if he walked past you, if he had his power on. He's a guy around five nine, maybe six two. He might have had blonde hair, but it could have been brown. So his yeah. power is almost to, sh- mister, you know, shadowify himself and blend in to where he does. He's unrecognizable. Um, so people have really. It's been so cool to watch people kind of take what they wanted, and and a lot of times if the power was too large or too unusual, we talked about it and kind of honed it in and made it work. Uh, within the setting um it's just a really cool place to hang out i you know i i i'm not saying that because i created it really because i'm saying that everyone created it and like richard said earlier about uh doing the city no one really did a lot of work in the sand area yet and i knew that eventually my guys are moving up there and he asked to do this and i said of course and that's like kevin said this is the kind of work I like to do whenever I'm an art director, I love to give what I always consider is enough direction to succeed. But I also like to have enough looseness to where the artists can really put their own talent and enjoy the piece. Cause I think they do so much better. And that's the same way I kind of went with the fiction is you guys know what you should be doing. And I'm just going to kind of be there to guide you and make sure that it works in the setting and it fits so that the ed- editor it, you know, is okay with it and the publisher is okay with it. And if you want to create something, which we did, we created a couple towns and cities. I worked with them to make it make sense. And if somebody else wanted to go to the city, I made sure they had the same information the other person did. I think we even have a crossover in this one where in book two, I'm pretty sure, is where uh, a couple of the people from different stories go by each other and acknowledge them. It might be book three, but we're going to start doing that a little bit more too, where if they're in the same area, they may actually hear about something another story did. Uh, so it's just been a lot of fun and everyone's been so supportive and the authors have been fantastic. Um, I, I mean, I really can't say enough about them. I, I, I really am kind of blessed. Like you said, we have some pretty big names and to ha- call them friends and to be able to work with Ed and and Richard and all these guys and Kevin Culp from EN world and stuff. It's just been so neat to talk to these people on and off a little bit here and there, and then the ability to work with them. Um, same with the cover. I mean, the cover's done by Tony Sudlow who did a lot of the birthright covers for uh, TSR uh, back in the day when D and D was the thing and the only thing for the most part um, book three's cover will be done by Jeff Easley also from former TSR. And then, Cover from book four will be done by Fred Fields, also from TSR. And then I'm done with my bringing back the classic crew. But I just love those guys so much. And that's what my childhood and made me happy. So I wanted their renditions of the characters. So they always don't look exactly alike. Um, You know, they have consistencies where you can tell the characters. But I also wanted to get their version, at least on the covers, of, of, of the characters and stuff. So that's kind of a neat thing, a little bit different to where you're getting a little bit of variances on each cover. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, I think it's a really fun world to, to work in and we're definitely not done yet. Um, and I invite every author who's previously in it, if they can to, if we succeed for book three and we're able to, to go for it, we'll 
they're all invited back. You know, that's kind of my thing is you help me get to where we're at. If you still want to keep going and you have the time, please keep joining us. Um, but it's also, like I said, I mean, I met Richard through some local conventions. We're both actually in the, live in the same area and we were able to, I mean, I took the guy to Chili's and then, you know, how could he say no to me when I asked him to, you know, write a short story in my book. So (laughs) I was stuck. Seriously, I mean, I mean, I'm really grateful to have been included in this project. I mean, it's very, it's a very cool world, and it's great to work with people who are, you know, you know, are professional and really care about the product, and you know, you can trust it. Yeah, it is. It is a really, really cool product, and it, I love how um, you clearly have a huge, huge love for this world. And I feel like sometimes when creators get immersed in their own worlds. They're kind of like, oh god, I hate this world. Uh, so it is. It's it's awesome to hear how excited you are about it. Let's talk a little bit about the Kickstarter itself. So, uh, what sort of uh, what sort of goals, what sort of contributions can can people make to this? Obviously, uh, they can get the book. Uh, can they get it in like digital and print copy? We have we have several levels um, that we did. Yes, you can get the book um, as a soft cover uh, and also as a hard cover. Um, we have an ebook that we're setting up that actually has a uh, one story already set for it, um, and then uh, once we fund, that'll be available. And then also uh, a few other stories as stretch goals that we put together. But um, those who back it can get the ebook and then the soft cover of The Awakened Two or the hard cover. We also have a couple of uh, tiers that offer things such as uh, autographs um, that'll be sent after they're signed by Hal Ken Shannon one of the artists, Ruth Ducko, uh, and Richard Lee Myers. Um, that's either hardcover or softcover. And then we have uh, tiers that include extra things beyond the book. Uh, for example, um, you can actually get uh, like an ad space in the back of the book that we would put together for the eBooks. Um, you could get either a quarter page or a full page. Um, you could get some of the original pages, we had a comic that Hal put together that I'll let him talk about here in a second. But um, from that comic, we have four of the five original pages, and we're giving those away to any backers that would be interested in having them. Um, Hal is selfishly keeping the second one, of course. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there's those. And then we're also working with uh, two great Funko Pop creators who can make custom characters for you if you were interested in picking something of that nature up. Um, Their websites and all of their information are, of course, available on the Kickstarter. And then uh, the biggest of the ones that, you know, most Kickstarters you see don't really ever have somebody to pick up these, but they always have them available. We're no less. Uh, We have this weekend at Halley's. Uh, Anybody interested can go bug Hal for a weekend. Uh, They'll be able to hang out with him, Ken Shannon, Richard Lee Byers. Uh, and just kind of have a fun time, you know, maybe join them for MegaCon in Tampa Bay, depending on when everything is set up. Well, the Richard Lee Byers was only if they could come down for the weekend for Necro and stuff like that, because he'll already be there and we can meet up with him. I can't make any promises on an average weekend. I mean, if it happens, it happens. But it was really for that convention, because I know we'll both be there and I would bring them as my guest to that and to MegaCon and well, you know, I suggested that you offer a, a night of love with me as a stretch goal, but you didn't think anybody would take it. 
No, I was worried that then they too many people would take oh, it because we're only giving one away because oh, <laughs> it's the big it's the big ten thousand one. Um, we also have um, he mentioned the comic. We have um, we also have the gentleman who helped me create the comic, uh, Martin Dunn. Will also do commissions, uh, eleven by seventeen commissions of your favorite awakened character an original full color for you is one of the tiers. And then the Funkos are also one of a kind original of your favorite awakened character as well. If you wanted to do that and we would help the creators of both of those kind of work together with the person who bought the tier to make sure if there was a look or an image or a scene where, you know, to try to get the clothing just the way they wanted it and everything. And, and we would do that. Um, I always try to like to do a couple cool, kind of hip things like that. The last one we had some pendants and some leather custom bookmarkers with the awakened symbol on it of the two moons and stuff. So I always try to tweak it, but now the cool things seem to be the Funkos and uh, the commission is just cause it's the comic guys are great. And I thought it'd be fun to have somebody kind of create a scene if they wanted to, or uh, their favorite character doing something. I will have samples of both awakened Funkos and an awakened commission, uh, on the website or it will be now live since we're going to be on that week. Uh, they're already up on the website. So you can take a look at the samples, uh, as well. But, um, primarily, you know, what I always say to people is even if you can't do it or, or, you know, this isn't your thing, you may have friends who are into fantasy or love the idea of having companion pets or anything like that, working with people, uh, just spread the word. That's, um, that's as awesome as kind of buying a book. If you know friends who want to buy it, um, but the ranges go as low as $5 um, for the ebook. And then every person who backs the Kickstarter will immediately get access to a link to where the mini comic, it's five pages. It's called The Pursuit. All new characters, our character, I should say, uh, who's, who can continue in a comic fashion if we, can, if we go in that route. But uh, new character, a little kind of mini story to give people a a taste and as a thank you um, since we're doing it ourselves, we want to make sure people know that the book is done. Uh, we'll just do the finalizing formats, adding some of the art into it. Um, and then all the backers names go in the back of the book and we'll do that. So, and we're really hoping within two weeks of when the money clears to actually have the ebook in everyone's hands. And then at that same time, we'll obviously be able to go to the printer and order our books and then hopefully get a pretty quick turnaround for that. So because we're handling it ourselves, unlike last time, we have a lot more control over what's going on and how ready we are. And the bottom line is the book is ready. I mean, you got an ARC copy, but that's 99.9% done. We just need to tweak the front, tweak the back, and we're pretty much good to go. Uh, as you could tell, James, I mean, it's 380 pages of uh, packed, and that's, not, and that's 380s of words, not including any potential ads or extra art or anything. That's 380 pages of full stories uh, all about the awakened yeah yeah i mean you get a ton of content when you back this kickstarter just a ton of stuff uh in addition to everything else you, you just mentioned uh which is really really awesome do you have any incredible stretch goals in mind oh we have some wonderful stretch goals i'll let al tell you that yeah we, we I, I tried to kind of make it kind of neat for everyone involved. So our our goal to get the book funded is 4750 and that's really to pay the authors, to pay the cover artist uh and get everything 
done, taken care of, print run, in and out, and the percentage is a Kickstarter. But just to get us funded, if you back this, you, as Kevin mentioned earlier, you're already going to get one extra PDF story. So if we fund, you're actually going to get the entire book before everyone else, and you're going to get a PDF story uh, that will be available to you exclusively for a while at least, and then we're going to we'll do something else with it. And that's just once we fund. And then the next stretch goal is having uh, Martin Dunn, who is the one of the co-creators of the comic with me, to actually do fiction because he's a writer as well. Um, and then so he'll actually do a. 5,000 page short story based on the world of the awakened. And that's the same way it'll come to you via, via PDF. You'll get it. You'll have it for a while and we'll eventually be doing something else with it, but it's there for you guys. Um, the next stretch goal is another story. So it's by 4750 to fund 5,500 for the first for the second, I should say additional story, 6,500 Dustin Holifer, who was the writer who worked with me uh, on the comic book will write a, short story as well so at 6500 you're going to get three additional uh 5000 word short stories i should say the first short story is going to be written by me and kevin um it's going to be a character that i've wanted to do for a while and i and i think it's kind of going to be a little unique uh idea and it'll have some other awakened in there with some kind of neat powers but it's called waltier and it's an unexpected hero um so it's going to be uh you know, it's not who you would normally expect to be a stand-up kind of guy. And then at 7,500, uh, the big thing is we're going to be able to give a small increase of pay to all the authors, which may not seem like an awesome goal for the individuals, but it's a great thank you to them and a way to get them back because the other part of that 7,500 goal is that we will guarantee in 2017 the release of book three. It took us a while to get book two to get here because of a lot of delays due to the previous publisher, but we're saying we're going to handle it from this point forward. So we will have book three available on Kickstarter, just like this one in 2017. So you don't have to wait as long for your next fix of the awakened uh, at 10,000. We're going to have an audiobook put up on audible uh, of, of book two. And then we're going to probably have a little bit of extra stuff here and there. But then the next giant one is 17,500. So 17,500. Um, I will be putting together a full comic book uh, for The Awakened with that. So basically the money that is coming in will be going back out uh, as I won't say it's fan service, but you're going to get more Awakened stuff because we'll have the funds to be able to do that. Um, so you know, obviously our goal would be get that high, but if we could just get to even 7,500 to guarantee book three, um, that guarantee there is, means the money's in there. We can start having people write stories right away and start assigning out assignments and, and start getting to it. Um, so obviously we want to get as high as we can to make, uh, you know, people aware of it. Um, and I, like I said, it's, it's a great world and I hope people really do buy it to enjoy it and read it. Um, there's autographs available. There's like, like, like Kevin was saying, there's also a lot of just really unique tiers to go to if that's something that people are interested in, but we already went through all of that. But uh, yeah. So, I mean, I'd love people to come visit the world of Grimaton, which is the pl the place where they are. Um, and actually, I guess now is as good of a space as any. Um, some people may have already heard, but if you haven't visited the 
Kickstarter yet or the Facebook page for The Awakened. Um, as of this afternoon, I have officially signed on with eSpec Books, who currently has a Kickstarter called Defending the Future. Uh, there's just a couple more days left uh, for that. Um, but we have made a deal for The Awakened Modern to be published by them in, as a Kickstarter in February 2017. And they're going to take a couple of my authors from book from this book, and they're going to take a couple of their own kind of authors they've used. We're going to put them together. The Awakened Modern is going to be the powers that I mentioned earlier uh, for the people, but set in current Earth uh, this year. Nice. That's awesome. That's going to be really, really fun. A little darker, a little edgier. I always describe it as the fantasy is going to stay around a PG rating. This one can go up to an R. Um, And one of the neat things we have going is one of the stretch goals for that Kickstarter uh, coming up next year, early next year will be uh, Richard will be able, uh, one of the stretch goals will be that Richard will write a short story to be included in the book. Awesome. Awesome. So people should definitely uh, be on the lookout for that as well. I assume since it takes place in the year 2016, that both Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton will be awakened uh, <laughs> in, in the in the short stories. Uh, I assume I'm correct in that. Uh, so I um, think they both are right now. <laughs> they are. They I are. don't want to discuss their powers, but I think yeah. they How dark you want us to go, Hal? Yeah. <laughs> I said go dark. I, I don't know if that's the dark we want to go to. That's very, very dark. That's that's black, the blackest of, of black dark we can think of. But um, but it's also great for people to know that, hey, it's it's more than just a one-off. Oh, we've, totally. we've got a couple more books planned. We're, in, we're hopefully going to be able to stretch out to maybe some more comic stuff. Uh, we tested the water with the five-page mini comic. And then we're going to Awaken Modern to kind of uh, you know, branch out and, and kind of keep the, um, you know, keep it going. So, you know, supporting this is, is much bigger than just buying the book by you supporting the Kickstarter. You're actually funding the entire, the entire awakened franchise. So, um, and it really is everyone who buys it as much as it is mine. And that's, I always joke around that. I don't really consider them backers. I consider them partners because I, you know, will do whatever I can for my authors and, you know, and I will do whatever I can for the fans. And now that I have the control in this Kickstarter, unlike the other one, I can really do that compared to getting very frustrated in book one where it, it, it's very hard. And I don't know if it's a difference between freelancing and self-publishing, but it's yeah. it's a labor of love. We have two games currently that we've sold, part of Samurai Sheepdog, uh, Adventure In and Witching Hour, and they should have been out a while ago. And it's just because we sold them to other people that we lost the control. We're okay with that. That's a lot of what Samurai Sheepdog does. A lot of our stuff is to co-brand and do other stuff with it. Um, we don't. We don't. We try not to pr- produce as much ourselves. We try to go through other people because they have the resources to to uh, get to where they need to get to. You know, so. Uh, it's, it's an advantage for everybody. They get to produce something and we get to co-brand it and produce it, you know, where we don't have to make it. We can just sell it, create it, and then work with them to make sure it's successful. But the disadvantage is you have no control over it. So the Awakened series will be our baby and our control. And we're going to do a mix of some of it ourselves and, uh, and licensing out to some other people like we did with Awakened Modern. 
Nice, nice. Well, this sounds really awesome. Uh, before we go, there is one thing that I do want to talk to you about, which is, of course, the Awakened role-playing game. Kevin, you said you're going to be working on that because uh, we have a lot of people who listen to our podcast who love role-playing games, and this sounds like such an amazing world to read about and to uh, to write in. Uh, I think it would be an amazing world to play a game in. Uh, so what can you tell us about the role-playing game? I know it's not finished, and I know you're, you're sort of just starting work on it, but what do you got? Well, uh, we've actually gone through a few iterations over the last few years on how we want to approach The Awakened. Um, I think fans who have read the books will actually really enjoy the take that we decided to go with. Um, it was inspired by Clinton Boomer, who also happens to be one of the authors in the book. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how those powers really come to light, because uh, RPGs, and specifically the ones that we kind of work with, or at least I have in the past, uh, Pathfinder and Dungeons and & Dragons, um, have very specific ways of handling magic, right? The Vanthian system and things of that nature. And so trying to get away from that is uh, one of the more interesting hurdles that we're going to cross in order to make this happen. Um, we have a couple of different ideas for ways to make characters into Awakened um, that aren't just restricted to you have to play this class because um, making it in that way would make it probably a little too difficult to pin down each of your favorite characters from the books. But I think with the number of options that we're going to provide in order to kind of tailor your character to become Awakened is going to help really flesh that out. B bottom line is uh, I'm thrilled that we're able to bring this out to everybody. I'm thrilled with the stories that are in the book. Um, I could not be happier with the, the entire thing. I mean, the cover, uh, the guys inside it, the feedback we've been getting for some of the people who got the advanced copies and thumbed through it or read a couple of the stories and gave me some feedback. Um, I think it's going to be a real, real fun ride. And I'm hoping that people are willing to take a chance and uh, take the ride with us. Cause that's really what it is. It's a, it's a group, uh, it's a group outing, so to speak. Awesome. Awesome. Well, gentlemen, it is a pleasure to have you here. Before we go, we should talk about where people can find you. And I will mention again that everything we talked about will be linked up over in the show notes at thetomeshow.com for this episode. Check out the sample chapters there. Get your direct link to the Kickstarter there. Uh, and also find out more about Samurai Sheepdog there. Uh, but gentlemen, uh, where can people find you on the internet? Hal, let's start with you. Easiest way to find me probably in where I'm at most is uh, Facebook at uh, The Real Hal Greenberg, H-A-L-G-R-E-E-N-B-E-R-G. -E -E um, ask me to be a friend if I see that you're not a beautiful 20-year-old you know, 20 year old woman with no friends of mine. I will <laughs> gladly accept your friend request. And even if you are a beautiful young lady... Well, I, that, I, Richard knows. We tend to get a lot of those as single men, but... Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, uh, and even then, if you're really, really pretty, maybe I'll accept your friend request anyway, you know. Um, also, you That's can go to – That's we became friends. I was really, yes. really pretty. Yeah. Yes, but your ad was subtle. It was nice. <laughs> um, and then uh, the Facebook page, uh, which you'll have a link up uh, to, to go to, that's uh, – for The Awakened is a great place to see us. Um, those are probably the places I'm most prolific. I actually have uh, a real – I think I'm just Hal Greenberg or uh, – on Twitter, that shows you how bad I am. But, uh, but I cross 
posts. So a lot of stuff, if you're more of a Twitter follower, you can just follow me on Twitter and then you'll see pretty much my cross posting. Cause sometimes I'll go on Twitter and post it goes on Facebook and vice versa. Um, but those are the places you can find me most of the time. And I, you know, if you have a question, you can always direct message me on any of that stuff. If once I catch it, um, I always recommend to friend me first before you ask me something, um, simply because, simply because I may not be able to, uh, I may not see it if you're not my friend first. Um, so that's really what's going on. Also, I guess I should mention in the future, uh, Battlefield Press International is putting out a book anthology that I just came to an agreement with them too called Sisterhood of the Blade. It's going to be a re- reimagining of the female version of the Three Musketeers. Um, so we're going to have the power trio be all females and kind of be on the queen side for a little fun twist. And uh, that'll be probably kickstarted sometime later this year. Um, but we're going to, it's going to be kind of fun and something different uh, as well. So I should probably mention that. And then I'll let the guys finish up. That sounds really, really fun. Uh, yes, Kevin, where can people find you? So, uh, for the most part, these days, uh, I am on Facebook uh, at the Samurai Sheepdog Facebook page, which obviously probably a link on the site. Uh, also, I'm at North Winter Press um, on both Facebook and Twitter, uh, at NWPress underscore press. Sorry. Um, but that's that's pretty much it. I mean, you can reach out to us on uh, our website, and then any of our books that we put out, RPG or otherwise, we usually have one of our contact emails available for you to reach out to us. And uh, Richard, where can people find you? Well, if people want to uh, buy my books, which I highly recommend, uh, they can uh, find all those listed on Amazon <laughs> as far as... Uh, Getting in touch with me and following, you know, seeing whatever I'm rambling about on a given day. The best place is probably Facebook if you're on there, but you also see stuff from me on uh, Twitter, Google Plus, and Ello. Nice. Well, and you got to mention that if you do end up following Richard on Facebook, you do get the ape of the day. This is true. It's a educational project that I started a number of years ago, where um, every day I. Uh, publish some uh, ape image called from comic books or pulp magazines or old movies or uh, whatever and post an educational fact about it. Nice. Nice. I like that a lot. That's really, really fun. And so there you go. There is one of many, many reasons you should follow Richard Lee Byers. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me on the roundtable today. Pleasure. Yep, thank you, sir. This week's highlighted DMs Guild product comes from G. Jensen. It's called Castle Ravenloft High Res Color JPEG Maps. It's available for $9.50, and what it is is exactly what the title says High Detail JPEG Color Maps for Castle Ravenloft. And the reason I love this is because you know how you have those isometric maps, which are really, really great in Ravenloft and Curse of Strahd? Well, this gives you that classic top-down view. You can use it for virtual tables. You can print it out, use it at your table. It's really awesome. The rooms have been fleshed out with whatever reasonably might be expected in the castle, uh, subject to the module description and common sense. You've got gridded and ungridded versions available. Treasure specific to each room has been left out intentionally as have secret doors and virtually all traps. They've made it very easy for you. G. Jensen's Castle Ravenloft high-res color JPEG maps are available through a direct 
Link over at thetomeshow.com. Check it out. And before we go, I want to thank my guests, Hal Greenberg, Kevin Gleasing, and Richard Lee Byers. All right, everyone. You can find me on Twitter at James Intercasso. That's at J-A-M-E-S-I-N-T-R-O-C-A-S-O. Also, check out my blog, which is all about Exploration Age, the fifth edition world I'm building over at worldbuilderblog.me. You can find tons of free resources for your D&D 5e games over there. I'm talking new adventures, uh, you know, spells, magic items, rules, modules, all kinds of cool stuff. Okay, everybody, thanks for listening. Special thanks to Jeff Greiner for letting us join the Tome Show lineup. Our theme music, which you're listening to right now, was composed by Eric Michaels. Don't forget to go to thetomeshow.com and use the affiliate links whenever you shop on Amazon or the DMs Guild to help support the show. And hey, if you like the show, please rate the Tome Show on iTunes and like us on Facebook. Keep on rolling and keep on listening to the roundtable.